Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. My name is Rachel Sadison, and with me today is Mandy Rhodes, an appraiser with Ag Choice Credit. Mandy has held a number of positions during her tenure at Ag Choice and recently passed her state certification exam to become a certified general real estate appraiser. Today, Mandy will share about the process it takes to become an appraiser and her perspectives on the importance of of an appraisal during the loan process. Mandy, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. So first of all, congratulations, because I know that becoming certified takes a lot of training, education, and experience hours in addition to the exam. So Mandy, if you could share with our listeners, you know, what prompted your interest in appraisers and then your interest in becoming a certified general real estate appraiser? Yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. I've been with Farm Credit for a little over 10 years now, and I had the privilege of working in uh, various departments. And in one of the roles that I was in, I was able to help or asked to help our appraisal department part time. And I've always had an interest in real estate. I used to actually think I wanted to be a realtor, but then um, in the process of buying our first house, I realized I didn't really want to have to work nights and weekends and kind of be um, at my client's beck and call. So it's kind of funny how things come full circle. When I was helping the appraisal department part-time, I just kind of fell in love with the whole process, the the research beforehand, you know, at the courthouse, trying to find deeds, researching the history of the property, how often it transferred. I love geography. So the maps and the history of the of the properties is what really drew me in. That's great, Mandy. It sounds like you really found your calling there. So let's talk a bit more about what it takes to become certified. So could could you share with our listeners about that process? Yeah, so um, actually, you can be um, a residential appraiser or you can be a general real estate appraiser. So residential is, you know, what it sounds like. And then a certified general is more of your commercial properties, income producing properties, that type of thing. Um, So I am a certified general appraiser, which means it took a little bit longer. The requirements are a little more stringent. You have to have a four-year degree. So you have to have a bachelor's degree. My bachelor's degree is in um, business administration. And then um, in, in order to get your trainee license, you have to have somebody that's willing to take you on. So it's almost like an apprenticeship. You have to have a mentor. Um, somebody that has been certified themselves for at least five years and is willing to put in the hours with you and put a dual signature on your reports. They have to review everything. They have to be willing to put their name and license on the line along with you. So again, I was fortunate enough to find that. Um, Once I found my mentor, got my trainee license with the state, then the real work started because you have to have um, 300 classroom hours. So it's eight to nine training classes on the different approaches to appraisal, what real estate markets look like, um, you know, property descriptions, um, things like that, statistics, all kinds of math. So the 300 classroom hours, and then on top of that, you have to have 3,000 hours in the field. Your first 300 of those 3,000 have to be supervised. So that mentor um, has to find it in their schedule to be able to, to do the inspections, the property inspections with you. And then you have to log 3,000 hours. So once you have your degree, you have your classroom hours, your 3,000 field hours, and you have to actually be a trainee with the state of Pennsylvania for no less than 36 months. So it's a it's a long commitment. 
at the end of all of that, once you have it all completed, then you submit everything to the state. They review it. They give you the green light to take your exam. And it's a 125 question, six hour exam um, in order to become certified. Then once you're certified, in order to make sure you know what you're doing for years to come, you have to have 28 hours of continuing education every two years, which is when we renew our licenses. So we have to renew our state license every 24 months. So within those 24 months, we have to have 28 hours of continuing education, which one one of those classes has to be PA law, just to make sure that we're staying up on changes you know, in the state of Pennsylvania. And one of the other classes is our USPAP updates, which USPAP is what governs us. It's the universal standards of appraisal procedures. So those two classes go into the 28 hours, and then it's almost like college electives. We can take classes that we're interested in if we find a niche market or something that we want to know more about. Um, as long as it is an approved class with the state, then uh, it qualifies. Wow, that is certainly no small feat. Congratulations <laughs> again uh, for getting through that, Mandy. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I definitely, I definitely celebrated when I passed because it was a long time coming. COVID hit and it actually pushed my certification out about a year because all the testing centers closed down. I actually had one more class that I needed to take in order to take my exam, but nobody, nobody was holding classes. So I could have been done in 2020 and I didn't get certified then until November of 2021 because I had to wait for, you know, everything to open back up. So I definitely celebrated when I passed, that's for sure. <laughs> well, good. Well, it was a long time coming there. So, Mandy, you know, you especially have a unique perspective as an appraiser since you've held a, a number of other positions that cover aspects of the loan process here at Ag Choice. Why do you feel an appraisal is such an important part of getting a loan? Appraisals are an integral part of the lending process, whether it be for Ag Choice Farm Credit or any other lending institution, because the appraiser is really kind of the gatekeeper. They let the lender or the institution know what the market value is on a property that they're hoping to lend to. And typically, financial institutions will only lend um, to a certain percentage of what the property value is. In order to make sure that they're adequately collateralized, they need us to give them that information. The appraisal can also be a safety net for the borrowers or buyers and sellers and the lender. When a higher than market value sale happens, the buy and the buyer might not be aware of the discrepancy. Um, it allows the borrower or the buyer to maybe renegotiate the sales price and it makes sure that the lender doesn't take on undue risk. Most sales agreements with a property purchase would have some kind of clause in there for um, financing and a minimum appraisal amount. As an appraiser, um, we can use three different approaches to determine a value. The, the first or most common approach is the sales comparison approach. And we use uh, verified sales in the subject market area and compare head to head to the property that is being purchased. Some factors that might impact the value of the property would be location, access to the property, school district. We also, being in the Farm Credit Association, we look at soil, soil classes. So if there is a primarily wooded tract and our subject is open cropland and it's class one, class two cropland, they're not going to be a good comparison. So uh, we have to make sure that we have a good database of verified sales in order to have similar properties to be able to do a head-to-head -head comparison. The second approach would be the cost approach. And that with that one, we look at the land underneath the buildings. 
And then the replacement cost new of the buildings, less any depreciation. Typically, this approach is used on new construction, whether it be a new home or um, a new machine shed or new building or something being put on a farm. And then the last approach, the third approach, is the income approach. And that's used typically on commercial properties for us, ag commercial type properties. We use uh, the income approach on your larger dairies or your poultry facilities or hog facilities. It can also be used on retail and commercial properties. So an appraiser can use one or more of these approaches to come up with a final uh, determination of value at all. It just depends on the property and what makes most sense. But keep in mind, too, that appraisals can help with tax appeal, estate settlements, settlements, or just if a person wants to know what their property is worth, um, you know, for estate planning or to pass it on to a family member or something like that. Great information there, Mandy. So as we conclude, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about appraisals? I would say that, um, you know, appraisals are an important part of the loan process, but it's also important to know that there's many um, appraisal independence requirements that we have to follow. I had mentioned USPAP, which is the Uniform Standards of uh, Professional appraisal, appraisal Practices, which is why we abbreviate it as USPAP. So appraisers have to follow that, that guidance, and we are subject to review for accuracy and technical errors. I will also say, too, that we are completely separate. We are completely removed from the credit process. So in all of our classes, um, they remind us that we have to remain unbiased and impartial. We have to maintain a high level of integrity because that's our name and our license on the line. Mandy, it was so great having you on the podcast here today to talk all about appraisals. And congratulations again on your achievement. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash podcasts to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at agchoicefarmcredit.